scheduling a meeting between Kamloops Mayor Ken Christian and the executive of the Juniper Ridge Community Association on July 7th. The mayor and chief administrative officer David Trawin met with uh, Minister of Municipal Affairs Josie Osborne and Minister of Forest Lands and Natural Resources Operations and Rural Development Katrine Conroy and uh, ministry staff on the next day, July the 8th, to address issues arising out of that uh, July 7th meeting, which of course were sparked by the July 1 fire in East Kamloops that did force the evacuation of the Juniper Ridge and Valley View areas. Uh, joined now by co-chair Alana Palmer with the Juniper Ridge Community Association to break down some of what happened at that July 7th meeting. Alana, how are you this afternoon? I'm great. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, well, appreciate you taking the time um, and just kind of following up a little bit on, on how things went from the community association's point of view. So there were a, a few different things that were discussed. One, uh, secondary access out of Juniper Ridge and a dedicated paved road to the west as an extension off of Capel Boulevard. I think this is probably the, the number one thing that people are thinking about right now. If an evacuation order were to be given again, getting out of the community obviously was a big concern on July 1. And changes or improvements really are, are being called for right now by a lot of people within the community, but particularly those within the Juniper Ridge and Valley View areas. So what, what kinds of conversations did you have in regards to improving the egress exits uh, out of your area of town if, in, if another you know, emergency situation were to arrive? I imagine they were pretty positive conversations. Oh, definitely. I don't think anyone can argue that we need to improve the egress routes out of our community. From a community association standpoint, we have both short and long-term goals around that. Um, Short-term, we need the two west exit to be accessible immediately. So they need to be in good enough condition for vehicles to be able to utilize them in case of an emergency. Because I think one of them, the one at the top of cold water, um, is not very good. And even the one off of Emerald, um, I think that evening anybody who drove it would um, concur that it's it's okay, but not really a fantastic exit, emergency mm-hmm. exit either. Um, so then, you know, then you run into the potential of, you know, further fires or accidents or things like that. Um, so, I mean, short term, we just need to get them in good enough shape that they can be utilized effectively. Longer term, um, you know, definitely uh, a more stable road. Um, and then even one to the east as well is something that we think is a priority for the community. What, what kinds of reinsurances did you get for those, those short-term goals? Because I think that's something that should be able to be done somewhat quickly. The city can probably go about doing it itself without having to wait for, you know, provincial funding to start building roads and things like that. As you mentioned, it's longer-term goals, which uh, I know uh, the mayor did speak to a little bit here today. But just what, what sorts of comments did you hear in terms of those short-term goals? And do you think something will be done soon? Uh, well, Mayor Christian agreed 100%. And we've actually been told that the Emerald exit has already been brought up to standard so it could be utilized in case of emergency with um, no issue. The cold water or clear water um, route is going to be worked on shortly as well. I haven't been given the timeline on that but we've been reassured that that will be done. And then like I said for our longer term one for our exit to the east, um, again we've been told that the city has walked the route, they've been in contact with landowners, there's some work to be done there but um, it sounds like the wheels are moving on that one too, which is great. If if those those emergency exits, those non-paved ones, the dirt roads that you just mentioned, you know, they're going to be increased and improved to to make sure they're drivable. Already seen it on the one, hoping to see it done soon on the other. 
if those were already done, if the city had taken those steps to make sure they were uh, drivable, you know, easily accessible, the gates were unlocked quicker, do you think that would have made a massive difference in, on the events of July 1? I do think so, because now my understanding, I wasn't here for the evacuation, but my understanding is that with the gates being closed and locked and equipment parked across one of them, um, residents felt that they weren't able to utilize it, which, I mean, that's pretty clear. If there's a gate there that's locked, it's the message is clear that you're not mm-hmm. to drive down the road. So if that were different, I think absolutely. It would have taken um, the pressure off of the Highland exit, and Juniper West could have utilized those two west exits, and then that would have allowed everybody east of Highland to exit down Highland. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, crazy to me. So you say you said you weren't there when the evacuation occurred, but I'm sure you've heard a lot of stories from your neighbors of people who are having troubles just getting out of the driveway, let alone actually, you know, getting down to the, to the bottom of the hill. Yeah, dozens and dozens of stories. And, you know, I think one thing that everyone that was part of the evacuation will agree with is that it just took too long. It's yeah. like that cannot happen again. We were lucky, I think, with the rain that happened and the change in the wind direction. So yeah, I think everyone concurs that changes are definitely needed. What what was, sorry to kind of uh, dovetail away from the meeting here for a second, but just, you weren't there, you weren't part of the evacuation. Um, I'm sure that you were probably sitting there very, very concerned about your, your neighbors, your friends in the, in the area um, and, and probably your, your own home, not knowing that, you know, what, what the situation was like, uh, not having eyes on there, not being able to go back and collect things. If you had something important to you, I mean, what was going through your mind during that whole period of, of uh, the evacuation on July 1st? Oh man, I <laughs> i mean, I'll be honest, I was a mess. Um, we have some incredible neighbors. You've already spoken to Madison. She's my next door neighbor. Um, they were looking after our house. They were, they phoned to see if we wanted our, them to take our cats. Um, our neighbors were really great at giving us constant updates. But yeah, then the fear and the worry sets in because we were also getting the updates about the gridlock in the traffic and the very slow movement out of Juniper and how people were just sitting and unable to move and they could see flames. You know, we got reports, they were inaccurate, but that houses were starting to burn. So uh, it was really hard. And the feeling of helplessness um, is big, but the feeling of gratefulness for not being physically there was big too. I mm-hmm. mean, it was just, yeah, it was a really hard, hard night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um well, I, I'm super glad that, you know, it seemed to go go as about as smoothly as it could have, all things considered, right? No structures were ruined, the rain came, the wind shifted, and everything uh, kind of worked itself out. But, of course, everyone, I think, is still remaining very much on, on edge in case something else were to happen as we continue to see a lot of fires spark up in our area. Uh, one of the other things I know that was um, a big part of the meeting was talk about the, the Voyant Alert app and what could be done in terms of making sure people are aware when an evacuation alert or an evacuation order was in place how, how uh, did you feel because uh, you know even though you weren't there I'm sure you were getting the, the, the updates in terms of that it was time to evacuate did, did you feel like that process could have been handled a little bit better the the getting out of the word to get out of the community probably could have come a bit quicker or, or what are your thoughts there oh definitely there needs to be something done in regards to communication and I think the app is a really great um, short-term solution anyways and I believe the city is fast-tracking getting that done um, but yeah, definitely uh, an emergency alert system needs to be put in place. And from a community association standpoint, we're looking at 
um, a buddy system, and we're even assembling an emergency preparedness committee that is going to address issues like this. Um, we've had some experts. We have some fantastic members in our community that are going to donate their time and expertise to help develop some of these things and, you know, really use their skills to get something that's usable and workable for our entire community. All right. Well, I think that's about all I had for questions for you right now here, Alana. But, uh, you know, was there anything else stemming from that meeting that you think is, is just worth worth highlighting here? We, yeah, I just talked about the, the emergency access routes as well as the emergency alert piece. I know there was more involved in that meeting, but is there anything else that really you, you think uh, people should be aware about or stuck out to you? Yeah, there's a couple other big things. One is the... Um, the mental health trauma and the impact from that night and the city has gone to great lengths to set up some workshops or sessions for residents and there's three of them happening today via zoom so um you know residents have been able to register for those and they can also do it anonymously so i think it was a traumatic night and i think a lot of people are feeling that even still like as soon as you know the weather report calls for you know thunder showers i know everybody's kind of on edge and they've got their bags packed um, so that's one. And then I guess the other one that we talked about is doing some work in and around the community in regards to mitigating the risk. So whether it's removing trees mm-hmm. or even in residences, you know, looking at things that we can do to help protect our homes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um I think that uh, it is really good that you're able to have these conversations with our, our municipal officials here and start to make sure that the, these types of concerns remain front and center. I think this one is going to be something we're going to be talking about for, for years until we see a, a new permanent road come out of the community. It's something that's uh, been on my mind really since since the night of July 1st and probably will continue to be every time, like you mentioned, we hear thunderstorms are, are potentially in the forecast. I'm not even living in the Juniper Ridge area and I'm always concerned about it. And I'm sure a lot of people across the community feel the same way. So uh, definitely important conversations to have. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to summarize some of what took place and we'll definitely continue to follow this up as well. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Alana Palmer right there, co-chair of the Juniper Ridge Community Association.